Welcome to another episode of Push the Limits, a podcast for wedding photographers who want to push the boundary of what's possible in their photography business and their lives. Today, I'm here with Tyler, and we are talking about our businesses, our trajectory for the year to come, our goals for 2023, and what we plan on doing to accomplish that. talking about goals and we both have a monetary goal for next year right Correct. Uh, and so my monetary goal is into the three hundred thousand dollar range so historically in the past i've made around two hundred thousand dollars so that'll be a big leap like a, a, a really big bracket for us to get into um and uh for you you what was your goal our goal is getting into the hundred thousand dollar range okay so specifically a hundred thousand dollars in our photography business yeah. right so like in the past, when I was a teacher and when she was nursing and that's what we were doing full time, our combined incomes were in that range, but we want to make it where we're in the $100,000 range just with our photography. In the past, this last year was our best year and we were right about $65,000. So where we haven't quite broken the hump, right? Where yeah. it's kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think it's interesting that that's the way you view it because um, when Lady and I were both working in medicine, our combined income was just under $200,000. So that's like where we thought we had to be, right? So yeah. I think it's interesting that you kind of view it with where you guys were financially before you did photography. And so did we, um, even if the numbers look a little bit different. So the, the question I really asked myself to break into this, like, okay, how do I go from where we are to where we want to go? Um, I started with like, how did we get to where we are to begin with, right? Like, what are the things that we did in order to go from medical providers who have no photography experience to getting into the $200,000 range? And we grew very quickly. And when I think about what we did, we really did three things. Um, and I feel like Tyler, you're going to agree and probably did something very similar. Um, but the first thing we did is that we went in and studied really hard. We went and found every piece of knowledge we could. We took all the courses we could. And that was an easy transition from us because we weren't too far away from school at the time. So for us to just fill in our time with more study was normal. And I'll be honest, we've gotten away from that as we've gotten busier and other things have come into play. Um, and maybe we got a little big for our britches and thought like, oh, we don't need to study anything anymore. But uh, not that we aren't taking anything now, but we are not studying at the same level of intensity that we did before. So um, acquiring knowledge and studying is the very first thing I thought that we need to bring that back into our practice. Um, even if it doesn't mean that you're taking like another photography course, uh, because we studied a lot, we took a lot of photography courses, but we did a lot of studying uh, outside of photography. I was constantly reading business books, we were consuming so much uh, YouTube videos on how to design short websites. Um, so all of that needs to come into play for what we want to do growing into the next phase of business. So um, looking at specifically how we want to get to that $300,000 range, we're looking at growing our education side of things, um, as well as growing our photography income. Um, so we, we are looking at different courses that we can take in order for us to become better educators. So things like how to have a lead magnet, how to have an email list, um, how to market, how to um, uh, communicate your message a little bit better, communications. Um, those are all courses that we're really looking at studying heavily now, uh, moving into this next year. I think one thing that is really important too, maybe I would change a little bit more that we did um, when we first started a year and a half, two years ago, 
was we did a lot of studying like you, but it wasn't until now we're coming up on yeah, a year and a half ago when I started doing studying more of the business side of things, right? Like, and I already felt like I had a lot of business knowledge, but it was a lot of not practical knowledge or a lot of untested knowledge that I like thought based on observations. But when I actually started like getting into the study of like the business knowledge, how to run a photography business or how to run a creative business or how to run a business in general, how to find and get clients and customers. That is when we went from not making any money <laughs> to at least making some money, right? And where we were able to like supplement an income. And I think that going back, I, I think that there's a lot to study about the art of photography that's really important because unless you're good at being a photographer like you're not gonna like you can be the best marketing person but if your product isn't very good you're gonna get a couple clients and then you're not gonna get a lot after that right and so you have to have a good product but um being a great photographer doesn't mean you're gonna get clients like you have to know how to do the business side and I think that studying the business aspect is something that a lot of us forget to do because we are in such a creative artistic industry that we don't even think about the business side of things. And I think that can be uh, really hurtful if you don't do it early on. And so that's something that getting a mentor even was like, that was part of the studying for us in the business side, because you only know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And so I agree with you 100%. I think studying and learning and specifically as you're growing a business, learning the aspects of those business that maybe you don't know a lot about, right? Or if you do think you know a lot about, but you're not having a lot of success with it, probably doing something wrong, right? And that's okay. That's not a bad thing. And so I think that that, I agree with you 100, 100%. And so um, one of the things that I thought of as you were talking about it is it is really interesting because we did have kind of similar goals and we both kind of supplemented those incomes. Your income originally was higher than Alex and myself. And so you almost had less of a limiting belief on like what you could and needed to make. And I yeah. think that is a really interesting thing where we put a lot of our own limits on what we can or cannot make based on our own personal experience and what we've done in the past, yeah. right? And I, as you were saying that, I was thinking, man, what, what things have I put on ourselves that have capped us at a point, right? Where we could have in the past, or even as we move forward, what can we let go of that will let us get like why why not two hundred thousand instead of a hundred, right? And I think that we need to hit the hundred first before we can then get to the two hundred. But just by limiting, does that I don't know. I'm kind of rambling, but my point is that yeah. not limiting yourself from what you know, letting yourself truly just like see what can really become of what you're creating and what you're building. Yeah, I think that ties in beautifully to uh, an idea that we had for this whole podcast in general, which is idea of becoming something rather than simply just doing more or writing a bunch of goals down and trying to like check them off on a to-do list. Um, and that it does require a mindset shift to go from like one income bracket to the next. Um, and I think that is really interesting that you're pointing it out, Tyler, because, um, yeah, when Lady and I got into uh, photography, we, on the one hand, it's not that we, um, 
we, we knew that we were talented photographers and we knew we had to like grow to a certain point. Um, but on the other hand, we also had to set the bar pretty high for ourselves because it was never going to be a viable thing for us. If, uh, you know, photography is like, ah, it's making one fourth of what we could make as medical providers, you know, and we have student loans and other things, it wasn't going to work out. Right. Um, and so we really wanted it to work out, but we believed that we were worth that kind of money. Um, and that we were willing to push ourselves to go that direction. Um, so to go to this next level for both of us, we both have to shift our thinking. Um, and there are a lot of things that we are doing. And I talked about this in the mastermind uh, last time. There are a lot of things that we uh, unintentionally do that hold us back just in life, but specifically with business and our career, because we usually have this, this subconscious feeling that we're not worthy or we're not ready or it's something that's not there for us yet, possibly. Like maybe we believe in a higher and a, a, um, a conscious level that this is like, we really need to go to this place in our business and that maybe we can even do that. But subconsciously, you might be holding yourself back thinking like, you know what, maybe I'm not talented enough for this, or maybe um, I don't have enough business knowledge to get to this next level. Uh, and so it's really difficult to get past those um, blocks. So one thing that I'm really looking at doing this year is examining people who are very successful and emulating their approach to life in general. So I'm not saying that you should look at somebody who has a very successful morning routine and just copy it in the morning and do exactly what they do. And they never eat beef. They only eat chicken. So I'm going to do the same thing. Like we're all human beings. We all have little like uh, um, idiosyncrasies. Um, on the diet note is a little bit of a tangent. I think it's interesting. Each successful person has some quirky little diet thing that they do uh, and they're all very different. And so not that I think any one of them is uh, like the right way to go, but I do think it's interesting that they've all spent time thinking about how do I optimize my performance? And maybe if I eat ground beef for lunch, I'm sluggish uh, in the afternoon. So I'm just gonna eat this pie salad, this chicken salad, and I'm like way more energized. They're really being intentional and focused on that. So I'm thinking of all the ways that uh, these individuals who have $300,000 photography businesses, how are they showing up in their business? How are they running their day to day? And how can I learn from that so I can do something similar in my own practice? Uh, and it's really pushed me to do things like time blocking and uh, look at how I'm really examining how I'm spending my time and how I can uh, be a little bit more efficient and productive in that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think that, I think you're absolutely right. It is really interesting. Successful people in all aspects, whether that's photography or whatever, do, are really consistent at what they do, right? And for me, that is one of my goals for this next year is consistency. And that was a big part of 2022. And I think we got a lot more consistent with our business aspect. But one of my goals specifically this year is, and this ties into the more becoming aspect is Tyler, I want to be more consistent at bettering me, right? And by bettering me, as a result, I know I will be bettering my business. And so, yeah, I agree with you. And so, yeah, love it. <laughs> I wanna hear your, cause so the next question that I have for you, you mentioned study, this consistency, this looking at other people that are successful that are in that range of the $300,000, is that what you consider to be your study, your, your growing of your knowledge? by looking at these others, seeing what they're doing, and then how can you apply that in your own life and in your own business? Is that, or is that a different? 
No, that I think could fall under that study aspect of examining them. Um, but looking at, you know, maybe some of the courses that they have taken um, or things that they have done in order to get to where they are and then reflecting on, do I need to apply that into my own life? So I don't have one specific course that I'm going to say like, go take this. But I do know that there are tons of free or not even free, some of them are paid for, but tons of places to get education outside of the photography industry that can relate to that. So for example, Udemy is a great service. Um, they have a lot of courses on SEO and Instagram marketing and email and like lots of business things and a lot of different courses. I am interested in starting to go through some of those um, just to broaden my knowledge of things because I do think it's helpful to study maybe SEO from a perspective that's not a photographer, even if we're, and then like say, how do I apply this to photography, for example? Um, and then there's a whole host of like different books and stuff to read. Um, there's a, a lot, and most of those books, especially if you get into business books, um, the trend is that if you find one that really resonates with you, let's say an author um, that you really, really like. Um, for me, I really resonate with Darren Hardy uh, and he wrote The Compound Effect. And I think that's a great uh, book for anyone who's looking to be more consistent um, to go through and read because it does teach you how to do small incremental progress consistently. He has tons of courses on like productivity and all kinds of business related things. Uh, so looking at taking uh, some of that education too. Um, so that's, that's number one, but the, also because I maybe gave you a vague answer because number two for me is finding a mentor and going deep with them. Now we have a photography mentor and now, and that got us to where we uh, um, were at one point in our business. Um, and we really enjoy that mentor, but it doesn't hurt to maybe explore and look for other mentors. And this could be a photography mentor uh, or a photographer, I should say, or anybody that really you resonate with and you find that they're very, whatever kind of success they've created, you want to learn and grow from them. Uh, I think it's really important to have a mentor and then go deep with that individual. So if there is somebody that you find, whatever they teach is something that you really enjoy and you find that you're learning a lot from and you get along with them in a way that you feel you guys have a, a relationship with, find that mentor and go really deep with that person. Um, mentorship, obviously something I'm really passionate about and I think is really beautiful. And I have not found a successful person today who does not enjoy sharing what they've learned in order to help other people be successful. They're not maybe going to give a free handout because, you know, there is the whole like adage, teach a man to fish kind of thing. Um, and there is a lot of satisfaction in that. You know, I, and I can speak from experience when I've gone and just done something for my student and then they didn't learn how to do it. And then they had to come back to me again. It's way more rewarding for me to teach them how to do it so that they can go on and grow from there and then, you know, come up maybe their own process. And in fact, sometimes they've even come back and taught me things because they've taken that idea and then and, and grown on it. Um, so number two is find a mentor. Um, and then number three is associations. So associations is there's that um, expression that you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you, uh, uh, and there's a lot of really great, like, you know, catchy ways that people phrase this. Like if you, you hang out with five idiots, you're going to be the sixth. If you hang out with, you know, five creative people, you're going to be the sixth. So, and this is really tough because maybe the people we're spending a lot of time with in our life aren't necessarily um, people who are the most financially well off. And I don't really think that's what this means, associations. It's associating with other growth-minded individuals, people who are looking to grow and become the best version of themselves, because those people are usually well on their way to having that higher income. 
And there are plenty of people who have a lot of money, but maybe aren't the most growth oriented people um, for whatever reason. And those aren't people that you want to associate and be with because it's not going to help you grow. Um, so I've been looking at uh, uh, getting into other uh, communities, other associations of people who are entrepreneurs specifically, uh, whether that's in my local area or on like a, a digital meetup group, like a mastermind, uh, a place where other growth-minded individuals are really looking to push the envelope on what the, is possible for them in their lives and their business. Those are the people I want to I spend more time with because it's just like you, you start to become like them through osmosis. It's amazing how that works. And I've seen it because I've been there many times in my life that you just start hanging around those people. And if they are some people who are maybe really big into like doing the Peloton and exercise, you just start like, Hey, I'm going to start doing this too, because they're doing it. They're having a good time. You end up joining them. And now you're really into cardiovascular fitness too. It's just the way it works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think that's a really powerful one, actually. And that's one of, it's funny you mentioned that one specifically, because that's one I've thought a lot about as I've looked at like who I want to become this next year is it's really easy for Alex and myself to kind of stay in our lanes and not like not hang out with anyone, not have friends. We have friends, but you know, you're not really on a consistent basis communicating or doing things with those people, right? and having conversations and, and just about life and more than maybe I'll go play pickleball, right. With a group of guys and it's fun and that's great. I think doing that's wonderful, but then also having friends that you guys you can go to lunch with and talk about life and where they're at and like what they're doing. And I think that sometimes as a guy, at least that's hard to be vulnerable in those ways sometimes with friends. Cause you never want to seem like you know, like that maybe you're not quite where they are, but I think most of the time when you have that association of people, like they don't really care. Cause I know I don't really care. I don't think that when a friend tells me that I'm more just like helping them or wanting them to be successful in, in all the ways that they can be. And so that's one of my goals actually is having more like-minded, maybe it's the wrong word, but I like what you said like-minded in the sense of that growth oriented, constantly trying to better themselves, getting to the next level, whatever that next level might be for them and surrounding myself with more people like that. And by surrounding myself, I mean, consistently communicating and doing things with those people. Consistently might be once a month, right? Or once every couple of months or once a week or whenever that is, depending on the person and the friend. But I think that that is a really really powerful thing i think that uh that was one of the reasons i think the mentorship has helped me the most is because it gave me someone like you and lady to talk to about things on a consistent basis that for the last two years we didn't have right yeah. and that that's on us that we didn't have that there are groups out there like you said there are places out there that you can join these groups and so for me this last couple months, I joined, it's called the Rising Tide. I think HoneyBook owns it or like runs it and they send out like monthly yeah. meetings. And uh, I just joined it just to, again, meet more creatives, right? And some of the meetings are good. Some of them are like, okay, that was interesting or whatever. But it's just, it. I think it's really, really beneficial to be around people that have similar goals that you have. Because like you said, 
you are who you associate with, right? And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get out of teaching. One of the main reasons, because I found myself, as I saw other teachers and other people, and I think teachers are amazing. I have so many amazing friends. So this is a generalization I'm making, but I saw myself and I'd see people and I thought, is this how people see me? And I was like, I don't want people to see me this way because that's not how I viewed myself, right? Like I didn't view myself in this way that I tended to see the vast majority of like the people I was surrounding myself with. And that was one of the big factors in me being like, I can't do this anymore, right? And so I think that's a kind of a deep, I could dive deeper into that some more, but like, it's just a really interesting thing that you are who you associate with. So it's interesting you said that because that's one of my goals for this year too, is finding more people. And I have a lot of people I know that maybe I haven't fostered those relationships well enough, right? And it's easy to let things kind of slide. But those are the people that when I was fostering that relationship, I found myself progressing more and becoming more who I wanted to be and achieving more goals because that's what they were doing, right? And we were we were pushing each other in, in a good way. That wasn't just, oh yeah, this would be cool. It's like, oh, I wanna go on this trip together. That would be really fun. Well, if to go to this trip, it's gonna cost X amount of dollars. That means we gotta make that money somehow. We're gonna do it. And I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just little things like that. Yeah, so some of the people you're hoping to connect with, do you find that they're going to be within your local market or is this people kind of outside of your network? Great question. I think it's a mixture of both. Okay. Uh, I think I would like to find some more people in the local market that I can go to lunch with, right? Like uh, maybe once a month or sometime that we just go out and again, it's not like, it's not like a business lunch. It's just like a two friends or a group of friends going out to eat and having a good time and sharing kind of where we're at and what we're working on type of lunch. Uh, so I want to find some people in the local market. And then there are some people outside of the local market that I was friends with in the past that I want to rekindle some of those relationships with that were like-minded in that growth mindset. Uh, some are at similar stages in life as myself. Some are further ahead. And so it's, that's a big part, I think. So yeah, so a mixture of both, I would say. What about you? Because you kind of mentioned both as well, but yeah. So I mean, there was a season where we were really trying to connect, and we still love to connect with a lot of um, other um, vendors within our local market, um, specifically photographers. Um, but what we find is that there, sometimes and most often, is a small degree of competition there, like because we are going after the same clients sometimes, uh, at least within the same uh, relative uh, market. Um, and so the the relationship never for us has really taken off. Um, there are a couple planners that we've really connected with um, as people, not just because they're planners. And there is one photographer who is someone is in our local market. In fact, she just moved, but she used to be in our local market. And there was never any competition. It was always like, hey, what are you doing? How can we grow together type of attitude? And it's no surprise that she's become very successful as a photographer um, because she has that growth mindset that honestly is pretty rare. 
a lot of people say like, oh yeah, I have a growth mindset, but it's natural human tendency to resort to scarcity and it makes sense, right? So if like, especially now we're heading into a season of uh, recession, uh, possibly where, you know, economically things might not be that great. A lot of photographers right now are telling me that they don't have a ton of bookings. So it's not, um, it's not natural to go hang out with somebody who's maybe taking all of your clients because they're doing a little bit better and be like, Hey man, do you want to be friends? <laughs> so it's, there's normal, there's a normal natural tendency to have a little bit of competition. Um, but as you grow and as you uh, orient yourself to be more growth minded, if you can look at somebody who's maybe doing a little bit better in your, in your market, that's the person you want to become friends with, not an enemy with, because they're obviously doing something that maybe you're not. Um, or they learn something that you still have yet to learn. And if you can collaborate and become friends with that individual, not that you're going to go in and steal their market share, but then you have the ability to grow together with that person. Um, and that's not an easy attitude for a lot of people to adapt and, and adopt. So I will say that anybody that's looking at, if you're, if you're looking at your, your friends list right now and you're like, I don't know if I have anybody that's like that, that's okay. That's actually pretty normal. Um, and there are very few people that are probably going to be in your immediate circle that really have that kind of mindset. Um, so that's why I think it's really great to branch out and get into other groups. Um, like I mentioned before, I, you know, I have a photography mastermind um, and I want to bring in uh, other people. And so the way that I'm going to contribute to the, the group this year is by bringing other knowledge, other growth minded individuals that maybe are, that are definitely related to um, the photography industry that maybe aren't necessarily photographers. Like I know somebody who owns an album design company who's thinking of coming in, somebody that owns an SEO agency for photographers who's coming in. So ways to contribute knowledge that way. But for me personally, I'm looking at a business mastermind um, that's pretty expensive and I've had my eye on something like this for a long time. But I think it would be great to just connect with other entrepreneurs who are really hungry for growing and that are not going to be threatened by um, your success. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, not that anyone in our mastermind would be because if somebody did have that kind of attitude, they wouldn't be welcome there. This is a, a mastermind for people of growth mindset. Um, but uh, it's really, I think, great to have somebody that you can go talk to, that can connect with, um, who is just not going to be threatened because ultimately at the end of the day, the people who are there and they love and support you, they will celebrate you as you as you grow and become more successful as they should, right? Um, and they will be there to pick you up when you fail because you will fail along the way. You know, next year, both of us, uh, me and you, Tyler, we're going to set out to do things. There's going to be some hiccups. That's normal. That's normal business. That's normal life. But we're going to be there to pick each other up. You know, we're not going to like kick each other when we're down, like ah, Tyler's down. <laughs> no, if you're if something happens, I mean, I'm going to be the first one to hand you, give you a helping hand. And I would always reach out to you too. If I needed somebody to talk to about something that's going on, uh, because I do value your input. You're a very smart business individual too. Um, so those are the kind of people that you want to look for. And, uh, and something that I'm really thinking of growing in my life uh, over this next year, because it's something that we did in our first year. Uh, is really look for those people. And it's, it definitely helped us catapult to our, the success that we've had very, very early on. <laughs> the other thing I want to say with associations real quick is that you typically want to reach up in the terms of success. So I, I know that's kind of like, how do you quantify that? And not that you are going to like, oh, this person's making less money than me. They're not worth my time. Not like that at all. No, no, it's uh, don't be afraid 
to reach out to somebody. Because if you're like, I can't reach out to them, they're so-and-so. They have a hundred thousand followers on uh, Instagram. There's no way they would talk to me. From my experience, everyone I've met in the wedding industry that is at that level is incredibly nice and incredibly helpful. And I've never had anyone turn me away. They've always been willing to talk to me. And I've made friends with a lot of those people simply by just putting myself out there. Uh, and for everybody that's listening, I'm a self-proclaimed introvert the vast majority of the time. It's like something I've really had to do is put myself out there. So if you feel like you're kind of shy, don't worry, I've had those same feelings. Um, but it's really <laughs> satisfying to actually connect with those people because you find out they're human just like you. They're on the same path just like you. They might be a little further along. Um, but you find that this isn't this impossible goal, this whole like idea of success, whatever that is. It's just, uh, it's a process and that we're all learning. We learn at different speeds at different places in life, but we're all heading down that same place uh, if we stick with it. I love that. It's interesting too, as you were talking, I was thinking about some of the people that I was wanting to have that I know right now. And there's people that I don't know, but most of the ones that I thought of that I want to bring back and rekindle some of those relationships with aren't in the creative industry, yeah. right? And so I think you kind of mentioned that, that they don't have to be photographers, especially if there are other photographers that feel that competitiveness, right? Uh, uh, they don't have to be photographers or even in the industry to still be able to elevate and push you and help you become your best self. So I like that you, I like that you kind of mentioned that. Uh, one quick story about the association as you were talking about this, I also thought of is the rising tide group. Again, this goes back to if you are with people and having the growth mindset and not having the scarcity mindset, the person that runs the rising tide that I go to, he owns a photography studio in Raleigh, right? So it's like, he's got a bunch of associate shooters, all this stuff and so he's telling i was just talking to him we we're having a good old chat and they had 27 weddings between like october 31st or like october 15th and december 3rd 27 weddings between them and all their associates that they had and in my mind i'm thinking 27 weddings in like this month period of time is crazy and it, i think for some people that would be discouraging because you might say well i don't have 27 weddings but in my mind, I was thinking, that is amazing. So I know that there are bride and grooms and people out there. Like he had 27 in this period of time. Like, why can't I have 30 for the year? You know? Yeah. And uh, I think having that type of mindset and talking to people in your local area that are in the industry, if you have that mindset, it does let you know that things are possible, right? Like that's possible. Like you can do that because they're doing it, right? And I don't need to steal their clients to also do that. There are there's plenty of people out there that that for us all to be successful. And so yeah. Absolutely. 27, man. I know. I'm it's trying to go the opposite direction. I, I know it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a little bit much for me. I was like, I don't know how you're doing that. Cause yeah. well, if you have a team. He did have a team. That's yeah. stressful for me though, too, because that's another way to grow a photography business is you yeah. kind of grow your studio. You have your team, you can shoot more weddings, you're shooting less but it's still your name on it. Yeah. So what if they don't do as, and that's, the, it goes back to like releasing some of the control over things and letting really good work happen and you don't have to make it perfect, but I'm still not there yet, especially when it comes to, yeah, when it comes to photographing a wedding. 
running that's a wholly totally different ball game uh running a team and having associates and yeah you have to really love people i don't think everybody's cut out for that kind of like management role because essentially that's what you become is sort of the manager um some people love it and i think if you love people and you love working with people um and you love to have that kind of interaction that's a great place but i think for the vast majority of creatives like to work on, on your art and your craft is your thing is a much better route you'll be far happier doing that than to have a massive team or even like a handful of people uh is just that it can be a handful so i agree i'm with you i'm with you so well tyler this has been awesome it's really great talking to you as always well until next time everyone yeah see everybody in 2023